It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I can't remember the last time we had a mailbag on this program. It used to be a staple. And now that we're in the off season, it's time to dive back into a locked on Bengals mailbag episode. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube, where you can subscribe and join the, what are we, nearly 14,000 subscribers? Do I have that right? On YouTube, we're Ken Anderson's 14K. Yes, sir. The thousands of others who listen to us make us their first listen every day. You can follow anywhere you get your podcast on audio. In today's episode of Lockdown Bengals, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. You can make every moment more with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Going to be a mailbag today, James, and we've got some good ones, including some questions about some topics that we were going to talk about anyway, like drafting wide receivers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's me laughing at the – no, that's me laughing at the idea of, uh, you know, my evil villain laugh. Why? Because you know how much I love drafting receivers. And uh, let's let's dive into the mailbag. Let's start with, uh, in reminder, at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. We'll do these mailbags probably weekly throughout the offseason. It could vary. It could be biweekly if we need to. But uh, we're going to be doing them a lot, so you need to follow on Twitter. And Tasha B., kicks us off here saying i've already seen 100 mock drafts on the timeline how come none of them have a wide receiver don't the bengals need to draft a wide receiver on the one hand need is a strong word we'll see a lot happens between now and the draft on the other hand we were talking about this yesterday when's the last time the bengals went two drafts in a row 
without drafting a wide receiver. And I'm sure many of you went to go look it up. 1996, 1997, mm-hmm. the Willie Anderson, Corey Dillon drafts. Willie Anderson, the Bengals 10th overall pick first rounder in 1996, Corey Dillon, of course, the second rounder in 1997. That's the last time the Bengals went two straight drafts without drafting a wide receiver at all. Now, there are some some years where they were lean at wide receiver. 2006, 2007. In 2006, the Bengals drafted Ethan Kilmer, who was a wide receiver in college, played safety in the NFL, and Benny Brazell, who I don't think made the team as a wide receiver in the seventh round. Both those guys' seventh round picks didn't draft a receiver in 2007. This comes after they had Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada and Kelly Washington and Maurice Mann and Chris Henry and Tab Perry as draft picks in the years prior. So a lot of receivers there, right? The other recent example that we found was 2019-2018, where they almost made it two drafts without drafting a wide receiver, but drafted Auden Tate with their third seventh-round pick in 2018. So technically, they did draft one receiver in those years. And there's a couple other examples like that. Uh, 2015, 2014, Mario Alford in the seventh round, James Wright in the seventh round, the only receivers they picked. But they picked two receivers with draft Mm -hmm. picks, right? And so historically, you have pretty good odds that the Bengals are going to draft a receiver this Mm -hmm. year. If you could go find a prop bet that was Bengals to draft a receiver anytime, you probably wouldn't get very good odds, but you'd probably be pretty likely to win your bet. 95% 95% is the number. Remember? That was off the dome that I gave it. And early, what was it late last week? Maybe it was early this week. I don't was know. Was it not yesterday? The drafting of a receiver? I don't think it was yesterday. Right. Yesterday was the Mike McGlinchey, right? We've talked about this. Time is a flat circle, man. Who knows? It is. It is. And that's the part. 95%. I think it was Sunday, by the way, for our Monday show. 95%, though, after hearing that, I'm going to go up 99%. This Bengals team is drafting a receiver. And part of that, and I think both of us are confident in, in this, and I, I, I'm certainly confident in this, they were open to drafting a, another receiver during the chase draft. And I think they wanted to last year, and it was just tough because they had to trade up to get their targets, and they were at the back end of the round, and guys were going off the board, flying off the board, and they weren't sure who they were going to get. That's why you trade up for a Cam Taylor-Britt. They moved up for Tyson Anderson, I believe. You do that to get guys that are on your board, but if they didn't have to move up, I think they would have probably gotten a receiver anyways. I I think it's all but guaranteed that they draft one. Now, to Tasha's question, most mock drafts are only the first couple rounds. A lot of them are just the first round at this stage. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty unlikely that they draft a receiver in the first round open to it at the in the second round i could see that if they looked at it and it depending on who was there but i i still think that that's unlikely i would say if i had to put like a you mentioned the prop bets part the odds i'd say rounds three to five is probably the sweet spot and then everything after that six and seven they'll just take bpa it might be a receiver it might be a fifth edge rusher it might be you know that third line back it, it might be whatever and we've seen that in recent years where it's just kind of bpa especially at the end but i, I could totally see receiver rounds three three through five is probably where uh, they would target it in an ideal world obviously it could be sooner you never know especially in that round two round two uh, spot. 
And, and that's without putting too much thought into this particular draft class, right? Like sure. we haven't looked at this draft class very much and, and who might be there and where they might be. Um, doesn't sound, as I understand it, like an, an incredibly strong draft class of wide receiver. Certainly not top no, heavy. There's no... Yeah, there don't appear to be, and, and who knows, like maybe some guy shakes out of this as a true number one. There doesn't appear to be that dominant number one like a Justin Jefferson, although Justin Jefferson wasn't picked where he should have been, uh, or Jamar Chase. Uh, so, so it does depend a little bit on that. I, I was just looking also while you were talking, James, and that 95-96 was actually the only time in Bengals history Boom. when they went to 99 drafting. <laughs> A receiver in two straight years. I just went from ninety-five percent the other day to ninety-nine to now it's ninety-nine point nine 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 percent, baby. That's that's what we've just done, Jake. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent that they're going to take a receiver, which, by the way, I love. Give me a lot of a lot of late round receivers, a lot of day three receivers in their history. Let's and they've hit on some of them, and they've hit on some of them for sure. DJ Hushman's out is the best example of that. There's yep. there's a little bit Marvin Jones, another great one. Uh, there, there are obviously some examples in there, but uh, you, you don't hit very often at that point, but sometimes you do. Auden Tate, third, seventh round pick, contributor. <laughs> Let's get one more question in here before we move on. The Bengalorian, I Bengo, would like to know, speaking of odds, what are the odds that we get a full-on uninterrupted offseason for Joe Burrow this year? pretty good I, really what, good. i mean what, what what i'm not even gonna ask but i'm going to what else could happen <laughs> he already he's already missing the appendix we know he's healthy he's he's begun his off-season training plan he's about to get really really rich you, you know you hope nothing else happens and he can just maybe like maybe they could think about letting him throw a pass or two in the preseason and it, it not be always oh, coming off of a knee injury. Always oh, doing this. Always oh, you got the COVID year. Or he's got appendicitis, and he weighs as much as James does when he ha- James has two belt bars. Like maybe we need to get to a point where yeah, he's at that two hundred and fifteen pounds, all jacked and shredded and and, and ready to go and uh, fully healthy. Because that's the one thing that he hasn't done a great job of. And you know, there's been some national. And not necessarily his fault, but it's not like they've gotten off to great starts in recent years uh, from a like his number standpoint, even when they started five mm-hmm. and two in 2021. And, uh, you know, there's some national buzz, right, about MVP next year. But you want to you want to keep keep that buzz going as you take off midway through the year like he has. But you want it to start by getting off to a three and oh start and having, you know, 12 touchdown passes in three weeks. Putting up some gaudy numbers sure would be nice. Early. Like just if stupid he's gonna win numbers. MVP. Let's yeah. let's do some stupid numbers instead of like some stupid numbers. This game management stuff and winning. 50 touchdowns. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll take 10 game win streaks instead. Couple couple 10 game win streaks where they count. It's better than the touchdowns. But why a not couple? both. A couple? Yeah. That's 20 games, baby. Well. All Never right. said I was great at math. Uh, let's do some more questions coming up next. We've got some either ors in here, James. Some some draft, make a pick. Who do you want? And in, in some scenarios, we got uh, a Joe Burrow contract question to get to as well. So let's continue in our mailbag coming up next. 
Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book on the planet. And at the midway point of the NBA season, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L. They have a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means you get those bonus bets back up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't win. You just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same-game parlay. What does that mean? Well, you can do a same-game parlay with LeBron James and take, let's say, the over on his points. Let's say you want to go with the over on his rebounds. You could combine them. You could mix in Anthony Davis, the number of misses at the rim he's going to have. Oh, a shot at Anthony Davis. The number of bricks D'Angelo Russell is going to have. This suddenly became an anti-Lakers segment. It's not, though, I promise. So if you want to wager on the Lakers or any of the NBA teams, well, you can do that and so much more at FanDuel. Don't miss your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. James, Adam Wheels has a question for us at AC Wheels on Twitter. Best case scenario from a Bengals perspective, from the team's perspective, for Joe Burrow's contract, what does it look like? Best case. Wow. Let's say best realistic case. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He goes year to year and just takes no. year to year would be awful. You don't want that. Not if then you have to deal with resigning him every year. Two million per, and he's he's willing to do it. Two million per. Lock it in. Just... Ten years, two million a year. No, no. He he wants the he he wants to re up every year because anyways. All right, that's unrealistic. I think the best re, best case realistic scenario would be long term. Long, long term. Lock him up for you know eight years uh, on top of his two, kind of like we talked about with Andre. But the thing that we haven't talked about, and I, I've kind of ruled out because I just don't expect him to do it. But you never say never, especially tease up as well. And there's a lot of you know mixture, you know, you know, mixed opinions on him and, and, and whether or not they'll be able to retain him. Mm. Certainly nationally, maybe it's Burrow actually does take a little bit of a haircut. And and takes a a team friendly structure, but also gives them a little bit of a discount. I don't expect it, but if it's best case scenario, maybe you're talking forty five million per instead of you know fifty two or fifty four or whatever the case is. I don't think he's going to you know sign up for a forty million dollar contract or a forty five million dollar per year contract, but. If we're talking best case scenarios, I think that's probably it. And I do think it is longer term 
because then that's going to give the Bengals future flexibility and, and they can move things around as, as needed, hopefully. And, and then the other part of this, could they do the rolling guarantees? If so, and they went that route, then it would allow uh, the, this Bengals organization to not have to spend as much cash this offseason, put that much cash into escrow. $45 million a year is Patrick Mahomes' deal. It goes to show you by signing these guys as early as you can for as long as you can is generally good for the team because now Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers all make more than Patrick Mahomes. And you can really blame Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson for essentially a 10% spike in salaries for quarterbacks. My God, Russell Wilson. $49 million a year. For Russell Wilson <laughs> on a $245 million contract. Aaron Rodgers, $50 million a year on a $150 million contract, obviously shorter term. But, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, 45 43. Speaking of 45, I think 45 year old Joe Burrow will be better than Russell Wilson in 2023. Like 2023, Russell Wilson. John Payton's going to unlock. He's going to fix everything. No, he's just going to hide. He's going to hide Russ for two years, and they're going to cut him. He's going to fix everything. Anyway, Uh, I I think 45 is a bit rosy, to be honest. I I think if you can get him long-term, that's the best best case. case. Yeah, and you might Get him long-term at 50, 51. It's not 55. It's not 53, you know, it's a little bit lower maybe. That's the best case. It, you're, you're avoiding another 10% spike. I, you know, th- then, you know, then maybe that's a realistic best case. But And, and the team-friendly structure, like we said, and we talked about it with Andre. So go back and listen to the episode with Andre Parada. It's a couple weeks ago now, Andre Parada. We talked about a Joe Burrow contract structure, what team-friendly would look like, where those guarantees could come in, when the cash would have to come out of the Bengals' bank account. Got into a lot of those details, spent a solid 10 minutes on it, maybe longer. So you can go check that out in a previous episode. But, yeah, I think that something like that that keeps Joe Burrow on your team until he's 38 or so, 37, 38, you know, that range is, is a pretty dang good outcome for the Bengals. Yeah, it would be. And I agree with you. Structure. I think structure is so much more important than 51 versus 48 or 55 versus 53. If The lower the number, though, the better your flexibility is going to be in the future. No doubt. No doubt about it. I'm just saying if you had to pick one. Yeah. You 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 would rather the the structure that uh, is going to be team friendly. So we'll see there. Let's uh, get to our next question here. And this one's interesting. Mike, Mike Bittenbender. Who is the player currently on the roster that you think makes the biggest jump in 2023? Dr. MBFP on Twitter. Dr. Dr. Bittenbender, thank you for the question. Uh, Dr. Mike Brown, financial planner, is what I'm going to call him. Go ahead. Dr. Mike Bittenbender, football player. There you go. Uh What's the question? You got one? Are you on okay. the answer? The, the biggest jump in 2023, the easy, obvious answer to me, James, is Dax Hill. Yep. Going from a non-starting role to a starting role, as Joe Goodberry pointed out, and we've talked about on the show before, uh, when, when he tweeted on Tuesday, 
excellent athlete, elite athlete, elite productivity, still young. Really like Dax Hill's chances to become a plus starter for this team. Uh, when he's thrust into that role, I know that you know the rookie year wasn't what we imagined it might have been for him. He didn't get on the field a ton, but that's the one that uh, jumps out the most to me. There's a couple other guys on the defensive side of the ball that are honorable mentions, but I'll let you give give your answer before we get to some honorable mentions here. When I read that one, Dax Hill was obviously the yeah. first guy, and yeah. uh, really liked Dax. Liked him before the draft. I think he's going to be really, really good. And um, yeah, so he's the obvious one. Without him, I would say Joseph Osai mm-hmm. could be one. He's still young. The, the injury part is a question mark, but certainly flash towards the end. I think that he has another level to get to. Akeem Davis Gaither mm-hmm. was young. I don't know if he's going to be an every down young when he was drafted. I don't know if he's going to be an every down backer, but heck right now they could, could he be a two down backer for them? Because Jermaine Pratt doesn't think that they, they used him as an every down backer either and wanted to be out there more on third downs. Could uh, Akeem Davis Gaither be out there on second and third downs and and make a, a bunch of plays maybe. So that would be the other name I would mention because I think he's in for a pretty, a much bigger role assuming that Jermaine Pratt leaves in free agency. I think there's a bunch of guys on the defensive side of the ball you can make case, cases for. Joseph Osai and uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither are the two that stand to gain the most playing time next year because Cam Taylor-Britt is a starter now, but Cam Taylor-Britt, as a year went on, got better. And another yeah. offseason, game slowing down from year one to year two for corners. Could be uh, a year for him. He He has a very clear idea, I think, of the things that he wants to get better at can attack those this offseason. So Cam Taylor-Britt, another one there. And uh, some some under-the-radar guys, Zach Carter, Cam Sample. Both of those guys showing late-season progress. We've talked about all these guys on the defensive side of the ball as guys that that really did take some strides, make some strides late in the season. And then on offense, it's a bit harder to find the candidate. for, you for Is it Joe Burrow? Is it Jamar Chase? Go ahead. Th- th- that's exactly like... What if Jamar goes for 2000 next year? I, I think it's those guys before I think it's Cordell Volson, to be honest. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, Cordell Volson, year two offensive line jump. And he's so old coming into the league. He kind of was what he was. There was some improvement. He, he could get so a little bit old. better. For, for a rookie. No, I agree. He's he's like eight months younger than Jonah Williams. It's right. crazy. It's insane to think yeah. about it from that perspective. Yeah. Right. I mean, Burrow is also old for a rookie coming into the league, relatively but, speaking. So. Yeah, but younger than Cordell. Yeah. Cordell had that extra year and yeah. And and he could certainly take a step. I'm not saying that he won't take a step, but I think some of these younger guys on the defensive side of the ball, that that's where I'm looking for this question. Coming up next to finish the show. You got more questions, James. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Let's go. Ooh. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, rapid fire. John Callison, 
at John Callison four. If you had to pick one, Joe Mixon taking a pay cut or Samaje Pirine playing for around $4 million in 2023, which one would you pick? Dum, dum, dum. So the Pirine at $4 million comes with a Mixon cut? Is that the either or here? Yeah. So, yeah, Mixon after taking a pay cut or Pirine at $4 million. I assume that's what he's saying. Is Pirine is maybe not the main guy, but the one of the two veterans, uh, you, you know, left versus yeah. coming back and Piran going elsewhere. I think if you're saying Piran's around $4 million, that means you're investing a day two pick at the latest into a running back as well with some explosion to his game. Hmm. Um, hmm. I still think I'm leaning Piran here because I think that there's a net savings and cap dollars there that you can spend elsewhere to improve your team in bigger ways and your running game suffers a little bit, but you know, like you said yesterday, James, there's a, a there's going to be a constant conversation around Joe Mixon this offseason until a plan becomes clear around what, what they're doing with his contract, what they're doing with him as a player. And he, he just doesn't seem – and we're going to talk to Mike about this too. Uh, news to you, James. Something I want to talk to him about is how does Mixon fit in with this offense going forward? Or how easy is it to talk about, you know, skill set fits – Joe Mixon and the kind of offense the Bengals want to run with Joe Burrow. Because to me, it seems like P. Ryan at a lower dollar amount. And it might not even be four. Might be three and a half. Might be 3.25. I don't know what P. Ryan's actually going to get. Uh, there, there's reasons for me that, that P. Ryan is a more attractive option between those two. And by Mike, he didn't mean Mike Brown, Jake, Matt, Mike, Santagata, Bengal Sands. Just for any new listeners that thought maybe yeah. we're having Mike well, Brown on, maybe one day, but uh, we certainly wouldn't ask him about Joe Burrow's rushing or Joe Mixon's rushing usage if we had Mike yeah. Brown on. Anyways, I don't think that would be a hot topic. Um, next, uh, next I'm question. Next. I got you. Oh, okay, all right, Kyle. There we go, Kyle at Burr Shiesty Nine. The the Twitter names that are just riffs on Joe Burrow's nicknames are impressive and creative and endless. In their permutations, Kyle at Burst Icy Nine would like to know at 28, James Rapine, would you A, take best player available, B, take the best offensive tackle regardless, or C, trade up in the first round for the guy you really want? This kind of fits with Gavin Patrick's question as well. I want to shout him out. G Patrick 4603 on Twitter asks, How likely is it that the Bengals trade the first rounder for a player? So, talking about some, some trades of the Bengals first round pick with these questions. All right. I'll, I'll rank my preference um, for Kyle. My preference is always, you know, take the best player available. Now, if there's an obvious BPA that's worth moving up for, that would be second. And then the third would be just taking an OT to take an OT. Cause that's what they did with, I don't know, Cedric Abwehi and guys like that, that were just, Oh, well this makes sense. It fits. Dre Kirkpatrick at corner. Oh, we need a cornerback. He's the best one there. I am. Well, then it's just mad picks or busts, and, and Dre wasn't a bust, but he was certainly not great. That said, Gavin Patrick, this is the outside-the-box thinking that someone like myself loves. Yeah, of course, I would trade 28 right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers willing to give up Tristan Wirfs? Probably not. <laughs> Who are you getting with 28? I mean, that's that's the challenge. And How I many first-round think... picks do you think Tristan Wirfs would get? Three? Two. Two? two. Laramie Tunzel package? Yeah. Probably two. Would you yeah. do it? I would. There's a, there's a there's a pretty dang good argument to make. To you, do, you're drafting so late. Yeah. yeah, you're drafting so late. I would. But 
I think I would too. Tristan Wirfs is incredible. I think it would cost more than two first. Maybe it would. He's I don't so know. young. Maybe it, yeah, maybe it would. What what a pick for them. He was like the fourth tackle drafted. Yeah. In that class, which is crazy. So good. <laughs> crazy to think about that. He was the guy that fell to the Buccaneers. Yeah. In in that uh, what was it? Twenty twenty, I believe. Twenty twenty class. Right. Yeah, that was yes. Burrow's class. Yeah, that was Burrow's yeah, class. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Anyways, um, so how likely is it? It's highly unlikely, Gavin, but I love the thought. Outside right. the box thinking. That's what that's what we're doing lately. Uh, I think we have what two more here. Um, Luke asks Darnell Wright, Michael Mayer, who are you taking at twenty eight? And I will just give the the disclaimer: we can obviously change our minds on this. This is so early in the draft process; a lot of things have to unfold. But as of today, if the draft was today, based on what you know, Jake, who you take? Darnell Wright is a tackle. Is that correct? Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> I don't. I can't answer this question, man. Oh my God! You I'm want me not to? Ask? Yeah. Okay, I'll answer it. All right, you want me to answer it? Yes. Okay, he is a tackle out of Tennessee. He's okay. 37th on Dane Brugler's big board. I, I know that much. No, I'm taking Michael Mayer uh, because I, I think it would have a bigger impact right away. I don't know if Darnell Wright would start. And that's the part where you, you just don't know. And that again, that's today. Jake was like, is Darnell Wright a tackle? So that's where we're at. <laughs> but uh, as of now... And part of it is I watched a decent amount of Notre Dame and I know of Michael Mayer, but he was a game changer for them. And I think he could help the Bengals for sure. Okay. Last real Hold question. On. I, I got some information here that I can talk about for Darnell Wright because our draft sheet is in progress. So here's what we got on Darnell Wright that makes him an attractive draft prospect. All right. He's, he's going to be 20. He's going to be younger than 22 when he gets drafted. Okay. His average big board rank as of February 18th was 56 roughly. So maybe a better comparison. I don't know. It depends on your preference. Anton Harrison, average big board rank, 35. Dane Brugler has him much higher. So that's that might be why the question was the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Goodberry has a first-round film grade, our Darnell Wright. So that's fun. PFF data, not so great. Pass blocking, better than run blocking. These are the things that we have documented so far in our draft sheet on Darnell, Darnell Wright. Interestingly, Joe Goodberry assigned the same film grade to Michael Mayer. Mayer. Yeah, he's a stud. I told you. Michael at Mayer. tight end. Stud. They're both, yes. both first-round grades. And Mayer also going to be younger than 21 at the time of the draft. Average big board rank for Michael Mayer, 16. So there you go. The, the bona fide first-round consensus TE1, Michael Mayer. Yeah, I would probably I, pick the tight end, given the disparity in perceived quality of the prospects at this point. But I don't know that, as you said, will change. change. Yeah, could change. Uh, I'm in on, on Michael Mayer. I barely know last, who, these, who these people are. <laughs> last one. Ray without the A wants to know who would win in a, a game of Madden between you and me. When's the last time you played Madden? I played Andrew, uh, like Cincinnati Bengals talk Andrew, for those wondering, um, for the first time in Matt, like a few months ago, and it was the first Ooh. time I played Madden in years, and I won. So, there. I haven't played Madden for three, four years now. All right, then. Um, I mean, I'm 1-0, so I'm undefeated. You're 1-0. Back in college, this is this is like when I last played a lot of Madden, on PS2, keep going. Uh, was it PS2? 
It's no, it's PS3. Right? I'm not that old. Yeah. It was PS3. Uh, maybe it On Atari. Atari. I don't know. Uh, last time I played Madden was in a in a dorm tournament my freshman year of college, and it was a single elimination, and I lost in the final by three points on a walk off field goal. Wow. So. I was pretty good at one point, but uh, the last time I played Madden, I was consistently frustrated with how bad of a job it did at simulating football. So I, I, I think it would be tight. Do you play a lot of, you play a lot of Xbox? Will we play on Xbox or PlayStation? It won't matter. It doesn't matter. I beat Andrew on Xbox, but Madden, I got to play on PlayStation. I've never used an Xbox in my life. Madden's mad, man. Uh, you know, the controllers no. are different in your hands. You got to play PlayStation. Well, now I want home field advantage. Xbox yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> we have a coin toss with both systems. Well, we'll, we'll get it going. Um, apparently, uh, Madden is uh, views this as a make or break year for them. Yeah, because, I saw that. Yeah, we'll we'll see if that's actually true and they actually change things up or. We'll have to name. We'll have to run it up. Training camp. I plan to be in Cincinnati for training camp this year. So, man, maybe we could have a. All right. I, don't, an I need to consistently play Madden if we're going to do some kind no, of No, 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 no. We both go in blind. Oh, just us two? Yeah, that's fine. No if we're going to play. Yeah, yeah, I ain't worried about blind. you. I thought you meant like <laughs> opening up to the listeners. Oh, man. You're good at like games that I would never be able to be good at, but I think that's I would be Madden because you haven't played in a while. Yeah, we got to get we got to get the uh, we got to get people asking us about some strategy games. Shake James's like, confidence. Like bit. Risk? Like yeah, no, you whoop me on a risk. strategy game. That's a but, game where yeah, you roll dice. There's strategy and risk. Let's play Are chess. You, you want to play chess? You'd you'd win in chess right now. Yeah. All right. I used to be pretty good at chess. Let's get out of here, James. I'm like you and Madden. Used to washed up. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We had a lot of fun. A lot of good questions in the mailbag this week, and we will continue this feature throughout the offseason. So if you want your question answered, as James said, at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter is where all of this happens. And I know we have YouTube comments now, so if we're on top of it, maybe one day we'll get organized enough for that. But for now, at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter, get those questions in for the next time we do a mailbag. Got plenty of programming coming this week. So we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, who day? And have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.